0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat, FM 99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. Um, if you listen to FM 99, it has been the number one wrestling podcast on FM 99.com for three years running. Suck it, everybody who's not us. It's also yeah, yeah. the only one, but don't pay attention to that part. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? You spin it as, as any way you can. So,
0: <laughs> This is a show hosted by myself, Sean Hood, and Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? And each week we dive into the world of wrestling and discuss all the things that interest us, uh, topics that you guys want us to talk about, which we'll be doing tonight. Actually, we're asked to review a show, so we'll be getting into that. And uh, generally anything else. We try to get some interviews from time to time. We've spoken with people like Chris Jericho. We've spoken with uh, Drew McIntyre. We've spoken with uh, Big E, who's on a tear lately. Uh, just recently, we actually had the opportunity to talk to somebody a little unexpected, a little outside of what we would have normally thought we were going to do. Uh, and we spoke with the gentleman who played Chris Hollyfield, who played the... Uh, little Boogeyman and Little Booker T. Yeah. Um, so we have to talk to him a little bit about his experience in the wrestling world and everything. So if you haven't heard that, by all means, go back and check last week's episode. And you can do that by going to FM99.com or 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. It'll link you to our, our feed so you can find our episodes. It's right under the media tab. But you can also search for us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search ESPR Wrestling go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review. It helps us greatly. It is literally the most important thing you can do for us is give us a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to us. And we always want you to keep in touch with us, facebook.com slash ESPR99, on the Twitter at ESPR99, or email us, ESPR at FM99.com. And remember, when you're on social media, go ahead and turn on your notifications for us, because when we go live and do shows, interviews, whatever we're going to do, you will be notified. You can jump in. You can throw some comments and questions at us, which you can do right over in the bar over there, I think, and, <laughs> or below, depending on where you're watching this in all reality. Um, but throw some comments in. We'll get your questions and everything. We'll be happy to talk with you guys. But uh, I guess now it's uh, time to get the show going here. Um, I, first and foremost, I, I guess, what, what do you have first up on the docket, Dave?
1: Well, uh, do you want do you want to kind of run through the week of wrestling because it was – do a bit. You can do a bit. Uh, you know – um uh, two things on raw i i think we could probably touch on uh one we're going to disagree on is uh the raw underground yeah yeah we're going to disagree on that <laughs> shana beating up three women okay i i think i will agree with one part but the one part is um you finally shown that she's tough and she beat up three women in the raw underground
0: yeah great now showing she's tough and she can beat up the wrestlers <sighs> yeah that, that's it, means, like, it, means, uh, it means nothing to me that she beat up three women on raw underground especially with Really badly choreographed MMA, like it. It just wasn't like, and not to mention the fact that like she throws like I think two punches at a girl, and the girl rolls rolls away like she's beat up, and yeah, yeah. Th- that goes against everything we see her <laughs> do in the ring because they eat these punches all the time. It just it didn't work for me. If she'd done a little more like grounding and pounding and whatnot, and they pulled her off of her or something like that, that would have worked a little more for me. I just didn't care for the presentation. I I, uh, I appreciate the idea that we're trying to make it obvious that she's a badass, that this is his, her world, yeah. uh, uh, fighting, you know, real fighting and everything. But it just, it's it's not working for me. It, it's so corny looking.
1: Uh, well, I, I think they're, they have to present her as some tough person, although, you know, she needs to be, not like she needs to pound, you know, the Sashas of the world or, or whatever, but, you know, somebody in the, like, kind of like an Asuka first came out or, or when Ronda Rousey first came out, uh, you know, and just kind of went through some of the lower card a little bit. You know, she hasn't really, other than the Elimination Chamber, you know, she has really feet wrestlers, but... She
0: came out she of Elimination chamber, chamber walking through everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this is great.
0: So they already had presented her as a badass. So it's not like they have to present her as a badass in this Raw Underground thing. I mean, I'm fine with them doing it. I just wish it was done better. I thought it was done more efficiently at the Elimination Chamber than it was in this setting. Um, and I mean, uh, back and forth here, some of the stuff, some of the stuff sometimes looks okay. It depends on what we're watching, who's doing what. Um, I actually kind of liked when the previous week, when, um, the hurt business, um, yeah. when they showed up and we're, and we're laying into people, cause that looked a little better. And um, that's
1: one part like, I didn't like about it. Cause I felt like it was too much for the first week where like, cause we're even on this. I mean, they, you know, their role was completely different this week than
0: it was last Everybody's week. on there. Every Everybody's on there, Dave. It doesn't matter. I mean, you heard shame man. Everybody's welcome. Um, <laughs> what's the point of the segment is this, are, are like are we gearing up is, is, i can't remember that guy's name the big dude that they keep featuring on there
1: i, I don't, don't know, know. He, he looks great but yeah
0: it's just is this, is this whole thing just to build him up and then when he's ready we're going to get rid of raw underground because okay if that's the point then at least there's a point and maybe it'll work for him but if there's a point beyond that i need to know what it is because i really don't get any purpose to Raw Underground existing so far. They haven't given any rationale for its existence.
1: No, the girls, the dancing
0: girls were gone, too. Yeah, the dancing girls were gone, which I thought was, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, <laughs> didn't care. To be there The other week, uh, some people had a problem with them saying, oh, well, they're back to sexualizing women. While I agree you could have had some dudes dancing or whatever, you know, just to even it out a little bit, just uh, as somebody who is in a relationship with somebody who performs burlesque and all this other stuff, um, women are perfectly capable of Owning their sexuality without necessarily, you know, without it being something that's being forced upon them or, or or a negative, like it's it's entirely possible to do. Like Mandy Rose's character is kind of built around that, um, so it just I feel like the flipping out over it was a little much, but you know, whatever people didn't like it, they took it off. Okay, at least they listened.
1: Yeah, I think Mandy Rose's complained that they weren't there this week.
0: <laughs> I think Liv Morgan was like she after the first week she loved them. Yeah. You know, and she talked about how you know she's like, "What's wrong with that? Like, women are allowed to dance and be sexy. Like, what's not okay with that? Like, because then in the same breath, you also have people, you also have women like Shayna Baszler showing up on there and beating people up. Like, so it's not like we're saying that women are only there to dance and be sexy.
1: Yeah. You know, I wonder. You know, and I guess Shayna's doing her thing, but if if this is the way that, and I don't like the timing, skit at all, but like. You know, until we get audiences back, and maybe that's how long we're going to have this, or maybe this is a way to try to get Ronda back. But I don't see—I don't see Ronda coming back without crowds, because we know Brock's not coming back until we get crowds.
0: I can't see them wasting the money on Ronda for yeah. without a crowd. You know what I mean? I just can't see that happening. Um, I think we're stuck with who we're stuck with for the time being. I don't think we're yeah. going to get a lot of new people, uh, big faces in in the meantime. No, uh, they talked about, um, like you said, Brock's not coming back without crowds. Uh, the SmackDown taping, they were supposed to tape two episodes of SmackDown this week, and they only did the one because uh, apparently they have had more positive tests. And so apparently okay. Vince is losing his S over that because uh, he's angry about the fact that he has to keep rewriting things, which kills me because he rewrites things every week whether there's a problem or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll keep that. Right, one more with- one more thing on Raw I'd like to bring up, and okay. I, I, thought, I thought this was a great segment. I, I thought this was the best thing I'd seen on Raw in a long time. And that is the Ric Flair Randy Orton promo.
0: The Ric Flair Randy Orton promo was great. Now,
1: uh, a lot of it was on Crypto too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was good. And it was good. It was really, really well done. Um, I could have done without the, oh, we're going to turn out the lights right when he does the punt. Uh, I get it. You don't want to do the punt to Rick and whatnot.
1: In protecting, I, I was fine with that because of the whole. I,
0: I wasn't because oh, we've been having technical glitches all all you know all night, blah 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 blah. Oh, we just happened to have one right when right. See, when things are too cute like that, I don't like it. That that insults my intelligence because it's very clear that like okay, well, that's not what that was. You just didn't want to show it. Like uh, well, and, I, I, yeah, I, was I understand it, you. but my thing is, you don't have to punt the guy. <laughs> Do do something else. He's Wait, an old man. Lay him out with an RKO or something like that. You know what I mean? But
1: he, he's but he's not taking bumps. We know that he can take a face bump. He can uh, do a face bump. He, it's he, fine. You no, know, because even when he got the low blow, you know, Randy helped him to the ground. I mean, Rick is seventy-one years old. He's he's not in you know Vince McMahon's shape where he can get a headbutt or something.
0: I'm not sure, Vince. Vince, look all on. Vince blew up both quads getting in the ring. So <laughs> let's not pretend like that. You know, being in that amazing shape is going to protect you all the time. But um no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I feel like he could have taken a face bump. I think he would have probably been okay to do that. But that uh, being I, I beat
1: him up backstage like Batista. Oh, yeah.
0: oh what know. about the what about the night? What was it? Where Ra- was it rated right RKO beat him to a bloody pulp and dragged him out? Like it could have been, you know, something yeah. along those lines. It could have been something like where he jumps him and we don't see it, we just see the aftermath of it. You know what I mean? But I think but with
1: I, the- I, I get and again,
0: I'm not I don't want it to take away from the whole thing. I thought the segment was very, very well
1: done. I thought I, I,
0: they both played their roles beautifully.
1: Yes, I, I've seen reports that Flair was kind of bummed that uh, he, he's written off of television because I'm assuming if we even see him again, uh, or it's going to be a few months. Um, I, you know, but I, I thought the promo was great. It was heartfelt, and him saying, Yeah, well, yeah, being on Raw. Of course, you're not going to be on Raw <laughs> for, for a while. So, uh, but yeah, Flair was. Um,
0: I get it was a, I, I sounded like I was really harping on it It was a minor thing as far as the lighting and whatnot but overall I I thought the segment was incredibly well done so yeah. I'm 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 not I don't mean to knock that at all it was it
1: was a great segment which yeah coming from a raw that, that that's uh, that's big it was not great it was, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the show no I will but, say that I kind of I,
0: I I I have mixed feelings here in that I I actually really liked the Seth Rollins Dominic Rey Mysterio thing because it made Seth and them seem really vicious um, where they assaulted Dominic and, and, you know, telling Ray, like, Oh, beg, beg for your son, Bob. You know, it seemed really, really vicious and that's good. Yeah. But the one thing that bothered me is just last week, Samoa Joe was ready to, to throw down on these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this week he sits at the broadcast table. You know, he just sits there while it's all happening and he's acknowledging that it's terrible, but he just sits there. And I'm like, that just, that, I do the logic is missing there for me. So it really hurt me because I kept waiting for Joe to come get involved.
1: The continuity happens. is not there. Or that, or like he needs to say, hey, I've been told I, I can't get involved. Yes,
0: that me. would have been fine. If he'd used that excuse, like, I, I have been ordered to stay at this desk. I am not allowed to get physically involved in what is happening in that ring, blah, blah. And he could have even talked about how it was killing him having to watch this, you know? Yeah. The, that would have been a great way to make an at least a logical reason for why he's not involved. Because I'm sitting there the whole time. The only thing I'm thinking
1: is, why isn't Joe helping? Uh, unless maybe, you know, for the match in SummerSlam, maybe, maybe that uh, that's what's going to lead to. I don't know. Uh, yeah.
0: But again, I thought the whole segment was good, but then I was left asking that question there. And then at the end of it, he tried to be like, I think after the break or something, he tried to be like, oh, well... You know, I I, I, as much as I want to get involved, I know Dominic has this and blah, 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 blah. No, that's weak. That's really weak logic. It doesn't work, dude. You're watching him get assaulted, you know, with his dad looking on It's like, no, 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 no.
1: Well, and how, and how many guys are here in the audience, like not doing anything? You know, the same thing with. Uh, oh, so yeah, exactly. You have got all these trainees around the ring, who, <laughs>
0: but I mean, they don't want to draw attention to that a lot of the time. I understand. Yeah, that. yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, between uh comments on the previous thing we talked about. So the lights flickered, so we couldn't see Randy not hit Blair in the head because he's all. Yes,
0: yeah, that's hundred percent what happened. That's 100% <laughs> what happened. The light flickered because we had to not see. We had to see Randy not hit Rick. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, is what uh, it is that's for raw i mean AEW, you got the continuing well, uh, we on? say that's it for raw you know what no
0: we'll talk about this other thing later there's another because dave dave has a whole new segment planned out yes trust me there's something coming later i want to talk about in that new segment so we'll yeah, get there
1: we'll get um so AEW, uh the heel turn tease uh, it's been going on for a while with uh kenny i mean what, what, what
0: i can't even begin to care they <sighs> have it they haven't made me care about Kenny yet, so I don't care that he's turning heel.
1: I I, I would have like, and I know it's not a pay per view, so you're not going to have the big win on television with Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy, uh, but it was competitive
0: though. It was competitive, but man, it was kind of sloppy. It was it was all of the guys for some reason all of the guys looked really tired. Like I didn't really it didn't seem like everybody it did, it seemed like a lot of people were missing some energy, and I didn't yeah. know what that was about. You know, I it, it kind of in. I wanted to like it because I really like all four guys. And I'm a big fan of of, of Jurassic Express as a team. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but
0: I just, I felt like something was missing, man. It just was not, it was not clicking as far as like being a really good match. It was, it was all right.
1: Uh, but the other like tag match in the show, you know, you know there's too much outside interference.
0: There oh, needs,
1: boy, um, is there uh, too much outside interference. Uh, 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 a, a <laughs> there just needs to be a straight up tag match because there's just too much. You know, it's, it's either everybody's in the ring or whoever's not in the match is getting involved. And it seems to be like this, like every week, it's almost like it's a crutch and you know, oh, it's, 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 it's just overbooked mess is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And
0: it's so funny because all the times they say they don't want to be like WCW, but boy, some of these things remind me of WCW an awful lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know there are, you know, I hate having to say this. I feel like we have. We're. I feel like a broken record. We don't hate AEW. No. I really enjoy a lot of stuff I see on their program. Um. I. I enjoy a lot of the fun stuff they do. There is some fantastic wrestling on there. Every. You know. Uh, you know. I
1: thought the if, Cody match was fun this week. Oh, the Cody match with Scorpio's guy was
0: really good. Yeah. Yeah. it was a little shorter than I would have liked. It should have gone a little longer to really kind of drive home the near falls and this that and the other thing. I, but, I mean, but it was a good match. It was a really yeah. good. Match. And I love Scorpio Sky. He he might be my favorite all-around guy in that company.
1: Yeah, and, and, and actually, we got an email pertaining to um, to AEW too. Okay. Um, and let's go to our inbox. Which, by the way, you can always email us uh, espr at f 99com Absolutely. So, and this is a, a question from Sarah in Portland. So after his promo on Wednesday, do you think MJF is the perfect guy that takes the title off of John Moxley? The perfect guy. Mm. Well I, I mean he he is you know he he's he's original heel he's not a former WWE guy and, and the promo was the last couple of weeks you know I'm talking oh, about I mean, the oh, machine do I th-
0: <sighs> do I think he's the perfect guy mm. I'm going to this is a two part answer yes and no Because yes, I agree with Dave's point that like he's he's a he's a heel. That's a through and through heel. He's not a former WWE guy, so he doesn't have that rub on him. I mean, it went from Chris Jericho to John Moxley now, two former WWE guys. Yeah, but a is it too soon for somebody like MJF who's still very young, very young in his career, or or and excuse me, um, MJF is so good, but he desperately, but he he desperately desperately needs the crowd because the best part of MJF's whole act is him being an a-hole and the crowd reacting to him. that is the best part of his whole act. And without that, he's missing something. And I, I don't mean that him personally, like he can't fix that. There's it's the crowd. Not being there is not something he can fix, but he's missing that energy from the crowd that really drives home. What an evil bastard he is
1: Wait, but his promos are, are backstage you had and i thought it was a great segment last week with uh jericho and orange cassidy yeah. with cassidy you know finally you come cutting this promo at the end and you're just like wow like okay you know because the people don't like the whole in the pocket thing and this laid-back attitude which by the way he's got more matt riddle in him than Matt Riddle has in Matt Riddle, I just right yeah, now, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know about that, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, with the personality, because like that was to me, like, was Matt's attitude in NXT. And Matt had a nice promo about his feet and everything a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, but you know, but like, I was like, okay, I'm not a huge George Cassidy fan yet, but I again, I see why people like this guy. Oh, yeah, without a doubt.
0: Um, but again, there's certain guys who are suffering without the audience there, yeah. And Orange Cassidy's one of them, MJF is another now, yeah. and, 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 and again everybody is suffering without an audience there everybody but there are certain guys that i feel like it affects more and mjf is one of them because again as much as orange cassidy's shtick plays off the crowd being excited loving him just being going eight for what he does it's the exact polar other the other side of the coin for mjf he the crowds you know they're booing the crap out of him they hate him they i mean it's it's it, it i miss it so much so like do you put the title on him? maybe this is the time when you don't have to you know you kind of have an out for the ratings and this that and the other thing with the way things are yeah and you can take that chance but then do do you, I mean you kind of miss that moment where the crowd will react you know and then that first aew dynamite where he walks out and he's the champion and the cra- yeah. you, you know happened? he'd have yeah. the ring and he would just be rained in boo yeah. yeah. And it would be amazing, but he'll miss that because the crowd won't be there. So do you put it on him now, or do you allow John Moxley to continue to carry the company through, hopefully, when they can get crowds back in the building? Okay. By the way, I've seen some independent shows recently that have been doing shows outside yeah. uh, football fields and, and different areas. Um, and they've been allowing fans to come. But what they're doing is the fans bring their own chairs, right? And they sit away from each other. They have a, a little area that they sit in, hmm. and so they're surrounding the ring, but in, it's spread out away from each other, and they're watching and reacting. Now, granted, is it a perfect system? No. But I, I really like that because it gets real fans back in the back in the venue. You know what I mean? In a safe yeah, way. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's something that could be considered.
1: Well, I, well, I know like, there was reports of Vince looking at an alternative spot for SummerSlam, which obviously that. Oh,
0: they've confirmed where it's going to be now
1: it is the performance center, right?
0: No, it's not the performance center. Oh. Um, it is. It's an arena in Florida. It's the uh, hold on. I just saw this report. Let me pull it back up. I will uh, right. we'll tell you exactly where it is. Um, I, I talked over you a little bit. Do you? I mean, what what are your thoughts on MGF being the perfect guy? I, I gave my thoughts, but we didn't get yours. I,
1: I, I think uh, you know. I like there's a you know a, a pecking order of, uh, of who's like next in line. But I think if they're gonna pick a guy to be a champion, the next guy. It has to be a non-WWE guy, I, I think, because if, if there's a lot of criticism, you had uh, was it Mike Chioda show up this week, which is great for him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, yeah, yeah, Bishop showed up last week. Of course, Bishop has a long history outside of WWE, too. Um, but I, every other week, it seems like, you know, here's Zach, the former Zach Ryder. Here's the former Revival. You got a guy that is fresh, that that I think can grow an audience, uh, in a way of the look, I don't know who this guy is, but man, he's entertaining. I like watching Russell. I like watching him talk. I mean, we've been on this guy for I think for like a year now. Praising right. this guy. Um, so I, I would see. I don't know. I don't know when the timeline is because, like you said, we don't know when we're gonna get live shows. Uh, but at, but at some point, you, you know, you, you got to make this happen, or, or unless you know, you put him to the side. Uh, but you don't want to <laughs> wait too long because you need get that Braun Strowman situation where you're like, wait, well, you I put the title on him uh, when he was hot. And, right, uh, you yeah, unless he jumped the gun and put it Orange Cassidy, which I think would be a complete mistake. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you find a location? <laughs> yeah, the Amway Arena. Okay, is that in Orlando? Yeah. I guess where the uh, Magic would play?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's definitely um, – I, I mean, that, that's a cool idea. They've already said no fans will be in attendance. So then I go back to why. Yeah. <laughs> I mean – Spend I, money. Yeah. I – what – I mean, whatever. If they want to do it, I it, I promise you it will already feel a little better because it will be outside of the Performance Center, and we haven't seen that in so long, so it will feel a little different. Um, but that being said, I, I, I'm i not sure it's worth the all the the pain to get there. But, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll see in about a week and a half. We'll see. Yeah. I, how
1: about the big numbers?
0: The big numbers. AEW, man. Jericho, of course, being the first one to tout this. Um, how could he not? 18 to 34, that's a key demographic for wrestling fans. And uh, while Raw still beats AEW in the ratings, granted, they're not not on the same night, but people will point to that repeatedly. They'll talk about how Raw still does better than AEW. They're not even on the same level, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, if we're going to use that as evidence that Raw outmatches AEW without them being on the same night, then the demographic performance also is key. Because on a separate night, which means that that same demographic was available the other night because they weren't having to choose between the two shows they still tuned in bigger for AEW. AEW outdrew uh Raw, Monday Night Raw in the 18 to 34 demographic. I think it was .29 to .22, which is a substantial difference. Considering, you know, how Raw has been the flagship of wrestling for so long. But their their numbers have been down the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, everybody's the- numbers have been down. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, we can only use that excuse so far because everybody's numbers have been down but yeah. if like aew and NXT's numbers have stayed they they dropped but they stayed they've kind of reached a plateau I feel like raw keeps continuing to drop while the raw rating may kind of hover up and down you know it does what it does the demographics change it's never reliable I I really think WWE at some point needs to start hitting the panic button because they're they are losing their audience
1: that they have. They're, the audience that will tune in each week. Yeah, I think they pressed it when they started Raw Underground. You, you might not be right. Or you uh, might be- got an email here uh, mm-hmm. from Adam. Uh, do you think SummerSlam should be a two-day event like WrestleMania? You're just- God, please, no. See, I, I, I disagree. I think it should be because we don't need these six-hour, seven-hour pay-per-views anymore. Well, I don't think we're going to get it.
0: Last time I checked, it's a seven-match card. Okay. Last time I checked, it was a seven-match card. Because
1: who's is available.
0: When WrestleMania happened, you got to remember, that was right when this all kicked off. So yeah. they already had 11 or 12 or whatever it was matches scheduled for WrestleMania and set up. So they had to find a way to do that. If they only have seven seven matches set up for SummerSlam, no. Keep it as a one-day event. There's no reason to drag it across two days just because.
1: Well, if, well, okay, if, it's, if, it's, if it's that few matches, yes, I agree. But if they have the opportunity and obviously the way things are going right now, but but I would like to see these bigger shows drawn out so we're not sitting there for you know, six I mean, hour hours. We're
0: going to six-hour pay-per-view. Um, but that being said, I don't feel like now is the time. I don't, with, with as weak as the product is right now and how uninterested a lot of people are, forcing them to watch across two nights is probably not the best plan. Yeah. So I would keep it to one night. If you're at seven matches, stay at seven matches and make it one night. So that's where
1: I'm at on that. All right, uh, NXT. Anything happened other than stuff blowing up in Keith Lee's face? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm fine with that because it
0: kind of fits his whole the whole thing with with carrying cross of his, his yeah, yeah. His I, I, demon kind it, of blah blah. blah. It's,
1: it's a great angle for what it is. I mean that's, the kind I that's a kind of stuff. is isn't either.
0: Not. They they said something about Scarlet putting it in the thing when she handed it back to him. So, like, it's, it, they're not trying to pitch it as magic that they have or something, yeah. which is cool, really, because I don't need that for Karrion Cross's character. No. Um, but I think, man, let me tell you, it seems almost like uh, uh, Karrion Cross, Keith Lee might be a one-and-done with champion. He might get that win and then drop it right to Karrion Cross. He had his one title defense against uh, Dominic Dajakovic. Yeah. But that may be the only one he gets. He may lose it at the first takeover he defends it at. Which, which wouldn't surprise me. I, I can see Vince wanting him up on the main roster as soon as possible.
1: There could be that because I, I think he would be on Monday nights.
0: Yeah. He, I think he'd they, definitely be a raw guy right now. So. They need the star power, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I could absolutely see that happening. So you say that, but I feel like he could also be a SmackDown guy. I think they need a little help over there, too, on the babyface side. Um, you, got, you got Braun. Braun is your top babyface right now, Dave. Yeah. That's... No, that's the state of SmackDown at the moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Dan O'Brien's at home. Uh, Matt Riddle is somewhere.
0: He's um, shooting
1: with King Corbin, so whoo. Yeah. Shorty G. Is Sheamus a good guy now? Is that is that – like, man, you want to talk about I Cram. No, I can't keep up with that. Ten, ten pounds of stuff in the five-pound bag because they, they don't have the guys. So, you know, they all – I mean, like, Sheamus and uh, and Corbin should have fought tonight. They should have pushed that for tonight. Agreed. 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 Uh, you know. Uh, for momentum, nobody's going to stick around. You know, you know, they they, they think like, oh, we're ever going to watch through the whole show. They don't promote. Uh, they do in some cases. I mean, I'm not saying completely they don't because they had Bailey and um, and Oscar on, on Raw and then promoting the Battle Royal, which is tonight. So they do a case of some of that, but some of these things they set up and they and they run through and the angles over before I had a chance to figure out what was I going on. The story gets no done, and uh, it, it
0: needs it needs that time for a lot of these things. So. So, they can feel important. If we're rushing through all of it, then it doesn't feel important. It just, it just feels rushed. Yeah. So, I'm with all you there.
1: All right. You ready for our new segment? I am ready.
0: Give me my new segment. I can't wait for it. All
1: right. All right. So, this is a new segment. It is called Either Or, where we, we got to choose between the, uh, the uh, two options here. Oh, I have a graphic. Or... You told me it was going to be F. Mary Kill. <laughs> Uh, that that's off the air.
0: I oh okay. All right, sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. So here we go. So uh, first one uh, on the show. Here we go. Yes. Either or, who has had the better title reign, Drew McIntyre or Braun Strowman? Is this a question? It, it's it, it's a question. Oh, um, well, I'm gonna go with
0: either. It's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Warner it's McIntyre. obviously Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre all day, every day. <laughs> at this point. I mean, has it been perfect? No, but it has been miles better than Braun Strowman's. Yeah. Which, by the way, if, if you're watching along with us, feel free to chime in on this, your either or. Who was it, Drew McIntyre Braun Strowman? But, yeah, Drew McIntyre by a mile.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew and, and, the, and the feud with Randy Orton is a lot more interesting than what's been going out. Well, the Fiend thing, I know Alexa Bliss or whatever speaks tonight, but last week with Braun going, I'm not interested in Alexa Bliss or whatever. Yeah, that was
0: weird. That I didn't like that at all. It almost seemed like Braun was turning heel, and I'm like, "Ah, okay." But he was also doing this weird, weird, dumb voice that I just didn't have any interest in. I was like, "What? Why is he trying to do a monster voice? Like, stop it!" it.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't like I was. I heard it because I didn't have it at the time. I was like, "Is brain cutting a promo on this?" And I was like, I, 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 "I hear, I see, <laughs> I don't like it." That's how it went. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Here we go. Yeah. Either or, which Bella kid will become a wrestler? Breeze or Nikki's? Breeze. Yeah, uh, dead Sandy O'Brien's kid. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: it's Daniel O'Brien's kid. That kid's going to become a wrestler.
1: And that's your second one, by the way. I know, I know it's, uh, I think, Nikki's first. But, uh, but congratulations. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And they had the kids really close together. Wasn't it like it was a week of each other or something? A, a, a day
1: apart. woo Man, that is some planning. Yeah, that that is. Almost the same day. But I, I, I could see... Uh, Daniel Bryan's kids uh in, in the future and I just Grees. don't see
0: Nikki's kid having the same motivation. <laughs> I, I, I just don't because her her dad's not a wrestler. And you know, no. in Bree's kid, both parents were wrestlers. Yeah. And still very active as far as in the company.
1: Yeah. And I, I think in, in Nikki's case though, because that was the one that had the neck injury, right? Yeah. So so, so she made more rap to like, well you're not gonna do that because I went through all these issues. Well by the same yeah. token you could say the same thing about Daniel Bryan. Daniel
0: yeah. Bryant with the neck injury, with the concussions, with the you know what I mean. But that's true. It's going to depend on them as parents. Yeah, and I feel like Daniel, him being actively still involved in the company, will be an influence on the kids. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: All right, I agree with
1: you. All right, next next one. Here we go. Either or, who will lose their championship first, Sasha Banks or Bayley? <sighs> Ooh, that's tough. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. It's, I, to me. It's gonna be Bailey. Bailey's gonna be first uh, because she's gonna get mad that Sasha's the champion and she's not. And I think I could absolutely happens. see that happening.
0: I could absolutely see that happening. Um,
1: and that's logic, which we don't always get.
0: But uh, yeah, no, no, we don't always get that. Um, but I, you know what? I could absolutely see it happen the way you you, you laid out. Um, it would make perfect sense for Bailey's character. So. I, I was kind of torn on the two. I think you just sold me
1: on Bailey. All right. Who wins the Battle Royal tonight? I have it between Naomi. Uh, if Rhea Ripley is healthy, I don't know where she's at. Oh, or, she's on or, the ice. Or uh Yeah, but it's an all brand Battle Royal.
0: Who, uh, this is a shot for whose title? Bailey's. Bailey's title.
1: So Naomi, uh, Rhea, or I, I go with um, uh, not Liv Morgan, Amanda uh, Rose. So.
0: Okay, I see, I could see that. Um,
1: uh, unless they do um, Bianca Belair, but it seems too too early for that. But we say it's too early. But you know, she's been more active the last couple of weeks.
0: I don't think it'll be Bianca Belair. Um, do we know who who all is in the Battle Royal? I haven't seen it yet.
1: It's, it's all the brands. So all, all, whoever's available. <laughs>
0: they, haven't they haven't announced official women being in no, it. No,
1: they just said all the women from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in the Battle Royal.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, in that, ooh, then yeah, I think my pick would have to be Rhea Ripley. Um, or, God dang it, Charlotte F- Flair will probably show back up and win it.
1: Yeah, between comments, Bailey, because Sasha never really gets a, a title, gets a whole a title along anyway. You're not wrong. <laughs> if Sasha has to defend
0: this thing at a pay-per-view, it's done. It's over. Yeah. So, uh...
1: Which is against Oscar at SummerSlam, so.
0: Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Um. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm, I, I'm with you. I think Rhea Ripley. And for my dark horse, I'm picking Charlotte Flair to randomly
1: show back. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> the thing. It could happen. All right. One more. Here we go. This is gonna be a fun one. Either or, who had the better debut, Nexus or Retribution? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God! Uh, Watching that was making me angry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Without a
0: doubt, Nexus. Without a. Doubt Nexus Retribution is such a horrible wannabe version of like the Nexus mixed with the Shield, and it's awful. It's awful. First of all, who the hell is in it? I can't tell. Like, they're not even in anything interesting looking, they're in the most like, like, like hobo looking clothes that they <laughs> could find to make them look like a paramilitary, like outsider or no, I guess rioters are supposed to look like rioters or something. Um, but I mean, they just. It, there's nothing about it, this Patrick, one hundred percent. Patrick, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Patrick. He says Nexus for those of you listening on the podcast. <laughs> um, there, it's, it's, they're, there, there's no purpose. First of all, for retribution, Nexus, we got it. Those guys showed up. They destroyed everything. The next week, I think, I think it was the next week. I don't remember. At some point, they explained their actions, and it was because they were getting, you know, they got treated like crap. You know,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. see, everybody commenting that it's Nexus, too. Um, It's absolutely, it's Nexus. The one thing with Retribution is, well, if the payoff, which we know there's not going to be a payoff, but if there's a payoff, it it, it better be the Rusev's of the world or maybe some other guys they let go, which is probably not going to be that case. No, it's going to be a
0: few NXT guys and, you know, I mean, realistically, who the hell could they have in that group? Uh, I was hoping that... Sounds that quieter.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Dominic
0: Dajakovic keeps, ho- keeps like teasing that he's involved somehow or, so, or like that he's coming up soon. And I keep waiting for that to happen. And somebody was like, oh, I bet he's in Retribution. And I'm like, I bet he's not. They're all like 5'8". Yeah. Um, there's nobody in there that's like 6'5".
1: And, so, and I swear, One of the one of the girls that was in the uh, the segment at the end of SmackDown was like one of the girls I saw in the Underground. Because <laughs> they probably don't have the body. Oh, no, right? without a doubt. So it's like I, I don't know that they
0: – I don't know – and this is the God's honest truth – I don't know that WWE knows who's in retribution yet. Probably not. By the way, a few months back, they trademarked stuff for some rebellious group named Justice, right? Which way better name than retribution, which just sounds like another one of the UK pay-per-views.
1: But but it it might be a name that maybe with, because when they had the car flipped over, it kind of, and and this is not political in any way at all, but it just kind of reminded me of like some of the social unrest and going on in cities, you know, seeing the stuff outside, I'm like, is this really a good timing to do this? You
0: know, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that's why that's what the point of it is. I think they are supposed to seem like rioters, like we we've been seeing on the news, um, protesters and rioters. I think that's the point is to draw that correlation there. Um, and again, for the record, we're not taking a political stance on anything. On this oh, show. Not um, so don't ask our opinion. No. This <laughs> no is- but- this is the time where if you send up this question, we ain't answering it.
1: Yeah, we ain't answering No, but this is a good question between is the retribution uh, supposed to feel like NWR X, or Degeneration no? X? Neither. I don't think either. I think there's so some those groups are cooler groups. groups. <laughs>
0: those were much cooler groups. But NWO was there to take over, right? Yeah. DX was just there to do what they wanted and benefit themselves. Retribution okay. seems like they're just kind of there to destroy, which is more like nexus in that regard and that nexus was was trying to destroy the the established wwe uh hierarchy and everything yeah. um the oh, the closest comparison you can make to any of them is the nwo in 2004 <laughs> is that what it was
1: oh, when, when they, vince they, brought him back or whatever that was yeah.
0: When he's like i'm gonna inject a lethal dose into wwe and kill kill my <sighs> creation. <sighs> but poison yeah that's what it was um and he, the nwo <laughs> and first of all, I'm going to tell you right now when that happened. I marked out huge when that happened because I was a gigantic NWO fan. Um, uh,
1: that was ridiculous.
0: But... Oh no, I loved it. You shut your mouth. The uh, <laughs> the uh, that was ridiculous once they got there, but I still loved it. Um, yeah, I, I really. They're not like either group. They're 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 a wannabe version of Nexus, and it just bums me out because Nexus was. As poorly as Nexus was handled, very shortly into Nexus, yeah, yeah, two as poorly weeks. Poorly as they were handled, <laughs> was already off into a worst foot because yeah. they don't they don't feel important. There's no message. There's no. Should, I,
1: should uh, be the firing guys. That's what I'm thinking. That's what Patrick says. If if they're gonna bring somebody back,
0: that would make sense to me. Some of the guys you let go show back up and do that. I that would make perfect sense
1: to me. But well, we know um, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not Heath Slater. It's not. Uh, it's not the uh, the Good Brothers. Uh, right. You know, the writer At first, I thought it was Undisputed Era,
0: before I realized there were girls out there. Yeah. And then it's like, because at first, I thought it was Undisputed Era, and I was like, oh, God, please don't start calling yourself Retribution now. No, that'd be terrible. Um, that'd be horrible. And some people were teasing the idea that, like, Dominic Dajakovic and Tomasa Ciampa were supposed to be in this group. And I'm like, I mean, I would be excited they're on the main roster, but I'd hate that this is how they got there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa does not need to show up like this. Like, no, nobody needs to show up like this. For God's sakes, put them in a giant egg and let them be hatched the Survivor Series.
1: All right. it's a god hey, book. by the way, speaking of uh, Survivor Series, oh god. Um, uh, Nineteen ninety-one Survivor Series. Um, mm-hmm. that was that was it was in Detroit. It was on Thanksgiving Eve. It was the gravest challenge. Hulk Hogan uh, losing the title to The Undertaker, um, Ric Flair's interference. Um, and you had that six-day span before this Tuesday in Texas, and we had an email from from a, a longtime uh, listener of the show who requested we would review a show from that span.
0: We will <laughs> uh, in the future. Now that we, I'm thinking of this, we will have a little segue like. Thing like we have for all this other stuff that will t- be for reviews in the future. Yes, yeah. yes. Um,
1: but it just led into it. And you said Survivor Series. Oh I
0: no, I get it. I get the segue. It was it, that <laughs> Chef's Kiss. That was, it, that was a great <laughs> segue. But um, I was just thinking out loud about that. Yeah. If I say it out loud, then we'll actually remember.
1: Hey, 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 we had, you know, hey, we, we stepped up our game with some graphics this week. So, yeah, as soon exactly as I can sure. figure out how to do an animated GIF. Oh,
0: by the way, that was, that was Dave's doing. And we'd like to thank Aaron for throwing the voice on that for us. Yeah. Appreciate it.
1: Expect more. We got more. We just don't want to put them all out there. Which, by
0: about. the way, a little, a little shout out for Aaron. She recently interviewed the lead singer of Michael Starr of Steel Panther. Yeah. Uh, so, if you want to go check that out, head on over to F 9s Facebook page and the YouTube and whatnot. And you can find it on there and check it out. It is a really fun interview. Yeah. So, uh, go check it out.
1: Uh, funny, I, I gave her credit because thanks, thanks to a snafu, um, she didn't know she was interviewing, her.
0: so not, uh, yeah, she, couldn't tell. She did great, yeah. She did a really, really good job. I, I was really impressed with that, yes, I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. So, uh, so I, on the network, which by the way, I love going to the old school stuff because this was like my era growing up. I've been watching wrestling since like the, the mid 80s.
0: We should specify this just in case anybody else wants to go check with check this out. It was November 30th, 1991. Am I right? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm going to make sure I have the date right. Madison Square Garden, New York City. Uh, you can go check it out and watch it for yourself. See if you agree with us, disagree with us, whatever you think. Uh, g- go ahead, Dave. Take it away.
1: All right, so we're going we're gonna to run through the cards. Some matches quicker than other because some uh, enjoyed and some, eh, you know. Uh, by the way, it was Vince McMahon with Bobby Heaton and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. Alfred
0: Hayes. There's a voice you miss. Uh,
1: usually it was um, – it was usually uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Heaton yeah. or or sometimes our Gorilla and Lord Alfred Hayes, which was great because Alfred would, would like push the heels, but it was weird here. So so crowd opener in the match, um, you had El Matador, Tito Santana taking on Cato, which was Paul Diamond, by the way, in the AWA days our Max at one time. Uh for for curtain jerker, I, I, I thought it was fine. It went ten minutes to give people, you know, chance to get to their seats, which is usually what these matches were for. <laughs>
0: I, I thought it started entertaining, like a good curtain jerker, but it slowed down after the first half of the match and then never picked back up.
1: That that, that was the style. You, you get the headlock on five minutes in because,
0: you know. Yeah, but, man, not exciting. <laughs> but, again, if the point of the first match is to set the tone for the evening, the tone is get a pillow. <laughs>
1: All right, so you don't like him. I mean, the ending was fine. El Madador wins, which is no no surprise because I don't think Cato won a singles match in, in, in his.
0: Yeah, match. I don't. I don't think so. Either. He's an handsome guy, really. I mean, he he yeah. was not really focused on much. And I mean, Tito. I mean, I, come on. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the next match. Okay, this this was like like a downer because this is the style. But the Texas Torreño on there, uh taking out the Berserker, which was like a two minute count out, which was just okay. This was stupid. Uh, <laughs> I
0: still to this day detest that they called Carrie Von Eric the Texas tornado. Um I hate that name. I hate it so much. <laughs> um I'm gonna say right now that along with Dave this was stupid. Um and I'm also gonna throw this out there as well. Carrie not as great as I really want to remember he was. Um and mm-hmm. I, I only thought this because once I saw this I went back to watch a couple other carry things from the time and I'm thinking to myself, man, he. unless he was wrestling somebody like Ric Flair or, you know, something along those lines or, or okay. yeah. Mr. Perfect or something like that, I really didn't
1: love a lot of his work. Well, it was it was a different style. You had a lot when he was in world class. You, know, you had the whole claw thing. All right, um, right. But I'm fine with the claw. The WWE. Now, this, this was towards the end of his run. Right, yeah. WWE. So... You know, it, it may not have been the most motivated Yeah. Uh, Kerry von Eric. Um, you know, everybody had a nickname, so he couldn't just be Kerry von Eric. Yeah, you had, had to the call, the call him uh, the Texas tornado. You know, the Berserker, you know, which I always kind of loved this gimmick. It was a whole bruiser, it was a bruiser brody ripoff. Uh, but the style worked because you had a guy that just would throw people around and then him get, you know, a two minute match in a house show. You're like, Really? You know, these these guys must have had a hot date or something going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Virgil versus Skinner. Virgil was uh, 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 about, a, uh, you know, six months into his uh, single run, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, he never really had a finisher. He had, he had the punch, and he kind of did the dream for a while. Skinner was a, a guy that he never really did anything with. Um, oh, no. Deservedly yeah. like good. Yeah. 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 yeah, until he became the like, Doink-to-Clown number. Not the second Doink-to-Clown, but he was the second Doink-to-Clown in WrestleMania 9, by the way. Right. The whole... That was him. Okay. Now, if you never went to a house show in the 80s or 90s, the main event was always in the middle of the
0: show. Oh, an- sure, sure, sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason was because uh, the match would happen, something screwy would happen, and they would now announce a rematch. Oh, and tickets are on sale now. So yeah, they'll buy yeah. tickets during intermission, which brings us to the main event of the evening. Yes. Hulk Hogan, former world champion taking on Rick Flair uh the crowd by the way I, I recommend going hot, back to not hot 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 for a house show Madison Square Garden I mean oh I mean you could just feel it. this is kind of one of those like man I wish I was there like it's it funny was, as hot as the crowd was they didn't draw a sellout no
0: <laughs> Madison Square Garden not that big of a place all things considered um I'm genuinely surprised it was I think it was the first
1: time was it the first time in WWF they'd faced off it, if it was not the first First, it was maybe the second, because I know they had a match, I think, in L.A., Right, which I think is also on the network, too. If I'm trying to remember, i seen it somewhere. I think the match was, like, slightly different. Um, right. But, man, I mean, they threw a lot in in 10 minutes. There was a lot going on in that yeah. match. It did not feel like a 10-minute match. It felt longer, but not like it felt like it dragged on. It just felt like you got a lot of action, because the pacing was ridiculous on that match.
0: Right. Um. They did throw a lot in. You're not wrong. Um, sorry, I was trying to check something on my computer real quick. They did throw a lot in, and I thought the match was very good. Um, yeah. I thought Hogan Flair worked really, really well together.
1: Yeah, which um, is amazing that this was not the the main event at WrestleMania. 8 hey, talking about dropping yeah. the ball. Yeah, um, but the one big issue I had was the
0: ending. The ending was – and I know it's, you know, oh, it's a house show. This is how we do it. It's the middle of the blah, blah, blah. But, man – what I, there's ways to do screwy finishes without it being unsatisfying. Yeah, and that's yeah, really unsatisfying. So,
1: so we we'll set it up. So uh you, you know, you need perfect interfered. You give brass knuckles to Flair. Flair, Flair punches out Hogan. Flair pins Hogan, mm-hmm. which you, you know, everybody's like, "Oh my god!" You know, and I'm thinking like, because I, I forgot about like what they did. Of course, yeah. Uh, you know, and I saw this, and then you know, and then like in no other time does this has ever happen except for when it involves Hogan. And yeah. Down
0: oh yeah, Tony Greia comes out. Yeah, and he, and he tells the ref what happened. You can see the trunks and the you can see the the brass knucks in the back of Flair's trunks, and so of course that isn't allowed to stand, uh, and they uh, it it turns into a uh, he re, he reverses the decision at that
1: yeah. point. Yeah, a DQ win for Hogan.
0: Yeah, which not satisfying. Um, just. Uh, just a really not sad like for the match it, it, I, the issue i have is the match itself was really good and then yeah. that ending sucks all the wind out of it man i was like oh that was so disappointing a finish it's you, like you know I matches know what it was you just had this exact same reaction to something within the last couple of months can't remember what it was but it was on some pay-per-view and you talked about how good the match was and then we got that finish i don't remember god i wish i could remember what it was
1: now Probably a brown um, line match or something.
0: <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know. But that's again, that's like, the ending. Yeah. Again, the, the action was really good. The crowd yeah. was hot. Yeah. Um I, I I would recommend watching the match. Just be prepared for the ending to not make you happy.
1: Yeah, I, I will say it's really interesting. Is that Lord Alfred Hayes is completely quiet during the match? I don't know if he went to the concession stand or what, maybe it's what the water was there, but like it was Vince, it was Bobby. And it's classic commentary. Oh, my monitor went out with something happened. It's it's just great stuff. Um, you know, they, they go to intermission, they come back, and then um, your 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 post intermission match oh, is uh, Axon and Dugan uh, and the Barbarian, which about a come
0: down match. Yeah, uh, come down match. Yes, <laughs> um, Barbarian could pretty much only punch and kick, uh, and Dugan couldn't do anything. Uh, no, no, it's, we we this was this. Guys, yeah. This was this was sad to watch. In all honesty, it was just not good. Because um, I, I, you know, you like to think of, you think of Dugan from his earlier years. Yeah, He uh, was a beast. And you think of the Barbarian. That dude was a monster. And boy, this was just unimpressive from both of them. And the Barbarian, I'd like to point this out. Barbarian, I, I've met him personally. I got to give him a knife edge chop <laughs> in, in the middle of a wrestling match, him <laughs> Which was fantastic, by the way. He comes up to me. Say, it's at an independent show. He's wrestling with, some, with uh, some of the other guys there who, at this point, I apologize to the men on the card. I can't remember who he was wrestling at the time. Um, but he's in the crowd. He's yelling at people. And it's because they're booing the barbarians. He's the bad guy. And he runs over. And he gets in my face. And he he knew that I, I knew some of the people there. So I guess he figured I was a plant or something. But I wasn't. <laughs> I was just watching the show. And he grabs me by my shirt and lifts me out of my chair And he's like, he's yelling at me, just, you know, you want a piece of me, blah, blah. blah. And I'm, of course, saying no. Because this age is still a huge, thick, massive tree trunk of a person. Yeah. right. And I've heard the stories about Barbarian. I'm not. No. And uh, the guy he's wrestling comes up behind him and grabs his arms from behind and pulls him behind his back. And he says, get him, get him. And he tells me to (laughs) chop him. And I went, "Okay, (laughs) threw a chop at the Barbarian. And you know what? The Barbarian sold my chop. Like it was a, like a, like he got hit by a truck. And I'm like, yes, that's right. The barbarian sold for me. So, wow.
1: yes. That's awesome. All right, I have a barbarian story, a story, story too.
0: Really fun story.
1: A barbarian to Virgil story. Uh, now this is not a one upping, but since we're here, uh, mm-hmm. December 1990, January 1994, it's an independent show in January. One of the best independent shows I've ever seen. Uh, the card. Uh, the right. main event is. Um, is virgil and the barbarian taking on greg valentine and kevin sullivan right and uh the honky talk man was supposed to be on this card but some he knows showed for whatever reason i brought an acoustic guitar with me oh lord and, and um uh, i was hoping that honky would sign it um so i'm in the front row um and i we'll want to share this video um but kevin sullivan grabs my guitar and smashes it in the back of virgil so my, it's a garbage guitar. Oh, no, not a gimmick guitar. Oh no! But but he grabbed my guitar and smashed it over the back of her. So uh, by the way,
0: has there been a less physically imposing person than Kevin Sullivan in wrestling? <laughs> he's all a five foot nothing, and he he kind of looks like he's an, he's an extra out of Lord of the Rings. And it's it's the booking. Oh, it's the booking. Well, he was the booker man for a lot of yeah, times. Exactly. <laughs> But he was also a very good character. Uh, I'll, give he, him, he was, I'll give him. He was. He
1: was. He was very sadistic, perfect.
0: and it worked. I just mean physically, he didn't seem imposing. That's all. No, no. Um, I, but
1: it was, but he is the storytelling. That's what worked with.
0: Oh him. yeah, but if there's one thing that we all know, you don't have to be the biggest guy in the world to be scary. Yeah. I mean, look at a guy like there were dudes that I never would have wanted to cross ever. Guys like uh, uh, uh Chris Benoit, and I'm just mean that from you know the stance of that he was a he was a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, Harry Saturn. Never would have wanted to cross that former Army Ranger. Yeah. Not, not the tallest guy in the world, but he could have ripped me in half. You know, yeah. and, I mean, just there's dudes like that that you just you don't want to mess with. But, um, but yeah. <laughs> and so,
1: I mean, so and, and, and I met mean, women it have Ben long, unfortunately. But Sullivan was a ca- uh, woman was on the, was at that show too. Oh wow! Because uh, uh, she was married Sullivan at the time. So
0: this these stories we just told you were better than this match. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were.
1: The, uh, the next match uh, was uh, for the Intercontinental Title. Bret Hart defending against the Mountie, uh, with the Big Bossman coming out at the beginning to, uh, to to steal the uh, the cattle prod, if you will. Uh, this match went longer than they thought, but it is a yeah. Bret Hart match. Um, you know, but you're gonna get your slow stuff because the Mountie is is entertaining. I'm doing this with quotations. I was gonna say, and is it, that it, really it, what he's doing, Dave? Is that entertaining? Um, can 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 drag the the match down a little bit, but Bret Hart's Bret Hart. Um, if
0: Bret Hart can wrestle a broom. You're gonna be in, you're gonna at least you know think it was good. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah and, yeah, and that's the case here. It was good. I was a little surprised yeah. to get put him away with that elbow from the middle rope.
1: Yeah, but but that that's always been his you know setup move to. Yeah, that's the thing. It's always been his setup,
0: not a pin. Like so, that's yeah. why I was like, oh oh, it's over. Okay, all right, sure, all right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and then which leads us to uh, in our Shyster, uh, uh, the big boss man, and. You know, with
0: so, hand. naturally, who has to come out? Yeah,
1: the Mounty. The
0: Mountie, of course, because he has to pay Boss Man back for what just happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, I always thought Erwin was a great wrestler, but I dude. thought his matches just dragged on in this era. And, and uh, me watching a lot of wrestling in that era, it's like, good Lord. Like, wow, man. Like, he went yeah. better as a tag wrestler with a, with DiBiase than he did as a single star. And I don't know what it was, but it's just it just always seemed that way. Right. Right.
0: Um, it, it, it was okay. I mean, I really don't have much to say about it beyond that. I've never been a big IRS fan. Um, I did like Boss Man. I thought he was kind of an underrated worker for a lot of his career. Yeah, I don't
1: think he got enough credit for um uh, for things. No, I,
0: and I mean through all of his career, he was good when he was Ray Trailer. He yeah. was good when he was Big Boss Man. Is like the you know the when he was a good guy, he was good when he was Big Boss Man. He was a bad guy, he was. Just, I, I enjoyed Big Boss Man's work. You know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you know. And, 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 and then the last match, which was always. You know, weird is that you know because it wasn't the main event because the main event already happened. Uh The Nasty Boys, uh, the not
0: so main event of the evening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nasty Boys versus the Rockers, man. Even at this point, the Nasty Boys were boring. <sighs> Did they that- have good matches? Uh, you know, I, do, I, I honest I, to God can't think of a single time
1: in my life I saw a good Nasty Boys match. Okay, there's two matches of theirs I liked. Um WrestleMania Seven. Against uh, the Hart Foundation, but it was I think it's because who they faced. Yeah, and the play, uh, booking and that was phenomenal with the timing. But there, there's a part, and this is not often they watch WrestleMania Seven, where uh, they're chasing one of the uh, the Nasty Boys out of the ring, and the other one's got them in a the headlock in the ring, and they do the spot where you know he does the, uh, the crisscross, and then the Nasty Boys collide. Like good stuff there. Right. Um, the right. Match against Legion of Doom at SummerSlam '91 was terrible. Uh, the other match I think was against the Head shriekers on Raw where the fought into the concession stand. That was it. <laughs> I
0: think, no, you know what I'm confusing him with somebody else. Never mind. I was gonna say something else.
1: But 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 that was it. I I can't think of good nasty boy matches. Um, I really can't either. Even the WCW, like I, I knew of them, like, yeah, you know, the whole pit and stop thing. Yeah.
0: The rockers here dragged them kicking and screaming to a passable match. It it wasn't great. It, yeah. it, it was it was all right, you know. And, yeah,
1: and, and this was towards the end too, with, the, with um, the
0: Rockers, yeah,
1: with the Rockers getting ready to split up because, yeah, with, with the whole you really screwed up thing. Yeah. You know.
0: yeah, the main purpose of this match was clearly to sell that the Rockers were not on the same page. Yeah, um, and they succeeded with that. So as far as storytelling, hundred percent succeeded with what they were going
1: for. Yeah, yeah. Talk about consistency, because on the house shows, because you know they did that there, you know, leading up to it, Survivor Series, and a couple other spots, and you know. This, yes, yeah. got himself up. Uh, between, it says, isn't um, what's spoiler, his name? Spoiler alert. That Shawn Michaels
0: turns into a bad guy.
1: Marty Gennady tried to jump through that barbershop window.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's what happened.
1: Uh, so. Isn't what's his name his dad? Yes. Uh, Mike Rotundo, IRS, is Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas' dad.
0: So. Yes, that that is what's his name's dad.
1: <laughs> just Joe. Hey, remember Just Joe? Yeah, I'm just Joe. Yeah. Sure. <laughs>
0: Wow, I forgot about that.
1: All right. The wow. attitude there was so great. Yeah, just.
0: Oh, great.
1: Uh, oh, I yeah, got one more email we uh, we didn't get to. We uh, bought this in here. We, we, we barely even talked about what we're going to do with the show. We did a good job. Um, okay. Uh, this one was from Jonathan, Virginia Beach. Do you think that Randy Orton will break Ric Flair's record of title range?
0: What's um, Randy Orton at now?
1: Is it 12? i don't know i don't know the, the flair promo that came in while we we're talking about flair Norton. um uh, at some point somebody's got to break flair's record uh, but it's going to probably be charlotte. Uh, I was say, but I bet it's charlotte it's gonna be charlotte uh let's see <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, by the way by the way the house show uh, we're digressing a little bit show, 13 times 13 times the flair is what 16 times or whatever is it? Geez. Seventeen? I, I, you know they don't count all of them because of. They really don't, and honestly, they should. But. Yeah. Yeah, because at some point, somebody somebody needs to go. You know, I thought it was going to be Cena. I thought it was going C- to be Triple H for a while. He's, he's recognized
0: uh, as a 16-time world champion. Okay. So he's 13 times now. Yeah. Probably not. If, but everybody always thinks it's going to be somebody. Everybody thought it was going to be Triple H for a while. Then everybody thought it was going to be um, John Cena. Now everybody thinks it's going to, you know, is it going to be Randy Orton? I I don't think it's going to be Orton. I don't think Orton has three more title reigns in him unless they do really quick title reigns.
1: Yeah, uh, do some short ones because I'm trying to think of other guys that you know that would be around. I mean, Brock's not going to get there. Brock's going to have the long reigns if he gets the championship again.
0: Um, I mean, you realistically, if you're looking at a guy on the main roster who stands a chance of breaking it now, it's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Maybe Seth Rollins, that's possible depending on how long he's around.
1: Yeah, yeah, I um, think on the men's side it's those two. Um, on the woman's side, it's it's Charlotte,
0: hundred percent. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that, to being that person,
1: yeah, because there's no I, I, that or Sasha. Um, but Sasha took that year, year and
0: or so off, and she wasn't doing much world titling right around the time before that. Yeah. So I'm not so sure that she's she's in that same ballpark. Um, yeah. she, she'd have to play a lot of catch up because Charlotte
1: is. What is Charlotte at already? Charlotte. Uh, I think nine or 10, because they're counting the NXT reign as the. Uh, do they count the, that one? I think so, yeah. Or Rhea Ripley.
0: Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the, I think i been how many times has Charlotte Flair, and the first <laughs> one that comes up is been married?
1: Ah! Zero, but engaged to Andrade. Boy, they, they're dragging that thing out in a weird way. With, uh, yeah, these-
0: I don't know. It's, they're going to do something they did with Sasha and Bayley. It's going to take three years. Uh, <laughs> Flair is an eight time women's world champion in WWE.
1: Okay, but not counting the two NXT range, but they, they mentioned
0: when they talked right. about. Her, so, so she's a, a record tying four time Raw Women's Champion and a record time, a record three time SmackDown Women's Champion. Wow. So yeah.
1: I don't, I don't think Becky so, getting there. She's already
0: at eight. She's only been there for how many years now? Like three or four years. Already been there for only been there for three or four years. So if she's there for another three or four years. She can match her dad.
1: I might be a little bit longer than that, but um, but but when she came there briefly, that when she had that one match in RAW against uh, Natalia for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, the one matches don't really mean much to me. Your your official your official um, debut is what matters to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, when they, yeah team bad or whatever it was. All right. Now what was it? Uh, team. She was PCB, right? Yeah, PCB. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she debuted uh, 2016.
0: Yeah, so four years ago. Yeah. There you go. Nineteenth. Yeah. So really, really close to four years accurate. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Well, we're starting around time. we got about a minute to go. Oh, so. yeah, we got to go. All right. So next week.
0: SummerSlam review next week so make sure you tune in for that we'll be discussing SummerSlam. if you got any questions comments concerns as always send them to us facebook.com slash espr 99 on the twitter at espr 99 or right there email us at espr at 99.com and of course make sure you find us on all your podcasting apps search espr wrestling give us a five-star rating and a review it is the most important thing you can do for us please 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 do that because it is a big big help Uh, But that's it for this week. Again, next week, SummerSlam Preview. You got any thoughts? We want to hear them. ESPR at FM99.com. Until that time, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and
1: repeat.